Is this thing on? Test, test. Is anyone out there? No, but seriously, I really have no idea what I'm doing by firing this podcast back up, but let's let's see where it goes. It's me, Emma's thing. So, yeah, we said it was a podcast back in 2019 through the first few months of 2020 before the world fell apart. And it featured me and my mother, Ellen, who is quite the character and one of my best friends, answering reader advice questions. Um, and you know, we recorded a handful of episodes and they were very beloved and it was a lot of fun for us, but obviously with the way that 2020 went down, we completely stopped doing the podcast and we've always talked about maybe picking it back up, but it's a very heavy maybe. So I haven't touched it for a really long time, like Gosh, I, I guess it's been a year and a half. Um, but lately, I've just kind of been thinking that I want to utilize this platform that I created for myself for just like another way to communicate with you guys. And I've done two podcasts before. So I had that one with this one with my mom. And then my best friend Whitney and I did a podcast, quote unquote, I I use quotation marks because we were on SoundCloud. Like, I couldn't even get it clear to be on Apple. This is back in the day. This is like 2014. Um, and so it wasn't as easy to figure out the whole podcasting thing. But anyway, Whitney and I had one way back when called Two Girls, One Closet. <laughs> and um, that may sound like a familiar cadence to you if you went to college around the time that Two Girls, One Cup was a viral video. Um, I do want to say for the record that I have never, ever seen that video. I've heard about it in great detail. I've had people explain it to me in great detail, but I have never ventured out on my own to try and watch it. Actually, now that I'm saying that, I think that there was, I think there was a time when I Googled it and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I can do this. I can handle anything. I'm a strong, confident, independent woman. And it started playing. And just a few seconds in, it some sort of ghost or something popped up on the screen to, you know, freak you out. And I yelled and shut it down immediately. So um, I did attempt to watch it one time, but it just didn't go anywhere. Anyway, hi. Welcome to Yeah, We Said It. The podcast that used to feature a mom and a daughter and might still in the future, but that the daughter wants to take advantage of and use for her own gain in this moment. Now, obviously, I do not have a professional podcast studio setup going on. I'm literally sitting in my 
office that is at the front of our house facing these windows so I can see what's going on in our street and report goings on to Zach throughout the day, which I know that he very much appreciates. Um, so if you hear squeaks, that's from my chair. And if you hear a heavy breathing, that's from our bulldog Bowie, who is choosing, usually he sleeps all day, but of course, right now, when I wanna be talking on here for the first time in a year and a half, he decided to chew on one of his strawberry shaped toys with a vengeance and he's basically throwing it around the room and catching it and playing so if you hear if you hear a ruckus please know that that is him if you follow me on instagram you are probably very aware that i got an espresso machine um this week was it this week gosh i can't believe that tomorrow's already friday um but I got an espresso machine, and to say that I'm obsessed is quite the understatement. And I'm not going to go into it on here because I've gone into it enough via Instagram. But I'm just setting the scene for you. So I'm here. Bowie is being a menace per usual. Cece is my queen. She's sitting in my office chair because she staked her claim with that office chair the second that we moved in with Zach. And I just made a double espresso from the Nespresso, put it over ice with my sugar-free hazelnut coffee mate creamer that I've literally been using for years and cannot quit. And it is an absolute delight. And I'm so glad to be sitting here talking to you. I'm sorry, talking at you. Also, can I just say something that bothers me so much about a lot of podcasts is at the very end... So many of them sign off by saying, we'll see you next week. And this, again, if you follow me on Instagram, you will remember that um, last week I asked you guys for some of your lighthearted triggers. And I started it off by telling you one of my lighthearted triggers is that when someone says they've read a book, but in fact, it's an audiobook. So they quite literally listened to a book. They didn't read the book. And I feel like the whole saying, see you next week on a podcast is right in line with that. Like, you're not going to see me. You never see me and I never see you. But like, I'll hear you next week and you'll talk at me next week. So I feel like it'd be more appropriate to say, talk to you next week rant over on that. So now let's get into what I want this episode to be about. So I am a blogger, I'm a writer, and I have a very distinct voice when I write. And that has worked out in my favor for a lot of things in my career. And it's worked against me for a lot of things in my career. And it's just been making me think because I've, re- I've always loved reading my stuff out loud because I am a narcissist and I'm self-absorbed and I'm the worst and all those other things. Um, I, I hate myself, you know. But I love reading what I write out loud to those who are willing to listen because there's such a tone and a cadence. And also, like, I was a theater kid, so any opportunity that I get to perform, I'm going to take. So in college, my freshman year, 
when I was like super depressed and lovesick over this guy, I had a book of like prose and poetry and I would ask my best friend if I could read my writings to her. And she obviously always said yes, because she knew that it wasn't, it wasn't really a choice. Like I was going to do it anyway. And she was being supportive. So I would read my stuff to her. And then with Zach, Zach is a very offline person and he is so supportive of my blog and social media and all of that, even though he is so private and just has absolutely no interest in ever putting even like an ounce of himself out there. So a lot of the time I'll read my blog post to him, like the ones I'm really proud of. Obviously, I'm not sitting there being like, hey, baby, can I read you um, the top most loved products in June? Like, no. But when I write a legitimate piece of of something of writing um I really like to read it to him and he really likes it too because he's always like I would not have read it in the voice that you did or I wouldn't have read it how you said it to me so it sort of just got me thinking like it would be fun I think to read some of my longer blog posts out loud when I post them and if it goes really well maybe I can like dig back through old ones and read those too but I am in the process of attempting to write a memoir, like an actual book. And I've gotten several messages that are like, you better be reading the audiobook version of it because it's really fun to listen to you read out loud. Oh my God, that like doesn't, I don't even know what I just said. The point is, is that I just posted uh, a new piece of writing on my blog yesterday And it is about the progress that I've made with the workout program that I'm doing. But more than that, it's it's a collection of ramblings of all the different thoughts that I've had in the last couple of months. I moved in with Zach in April and around the same time, I decided to stop working with my personal trainer because I was just ready to do something totally different and um, something that I felt was maybe more sustainable because obviously like I'm not going to work with a personal trainer for the rest of my life. So ever since then, and I think also maybe because I turned 34, I don't like 34 isn't even that uh, much of a big deal, I suppose. I mean, it is one year closer to 35, which is terrifying. But um, I've just been really introspective about a lot of different things, but especially about my own body and health and my relationship with food and exercise and all of that. Um, Because like I say in this blog post, I really do feel that all of us are completely fucked in the head when it comes to when it comes to all of that. And when I say us, I mainly mean women, but I don't want to not be inclusive. Like I know that there are plenty of men who deal with the same sort of body dysmorphia and weird relationship with eating and all of that. But also I know that my audience is, I think, 80 to 85% female. It might honestly even be 90%. I wanted to use this medium to read this blog post to you in case you haven't yet, and maybe it would be easier for you to just hit play and listen. 
honestly, to know that you could very well be making the decision to let my voice keep you company while you are driving or walking or putting away that mile high pile of laundry that you've been avoiding like the plague. Oh, I shouldn't say that too soon. That you've been avoiding for weeks really warms my heart. So without further ado, I present to you an MS Thing blog post entitled Power Progress and Body Love. Slow and steady wins the race. I can't even count how many times I've written about my own personal health, fitness, workout routines, etc. A lot. And it's a lot because it's been such an integral part of my life for a long time. It started in college when my best friend literally taught me how to work out. I was a theater kid and didn't know what the fuck weights and machines were. And has taken on many forms throughout my post-grad adult life. Can I still say post-grad when it's been like 12 years? For not ever playing sports, I've always been so fascinated by fitness. I remember trying to run laps around the neighborhood at age 13 or so. It didn't go well. I also have a somewhat athletic muscular build for not ever being an athlete, so to speak. I'm curvy for sure, but my arms and legs get toned fast. My goal with fitness has always been sort of open-ended. There have been times, yeah, when the goal was weight loss, many times. But at the end of the day, the absolute number one reason I stay active and move is because of the motherfucking endorphins. My brain and body crave them. And there is a big difference in my day-to-day mental health when I'm active versus when I'm not. It's hashtag science. Of course, though, seeing and feeling physical changes is incredibly rewarding too. All this to say, body love, acceptance, positivity, etc. is an absolute mindfuck and affects 99.9% of people, most especially women. These are not real stats, but they could be. Not beating yourself up metaphorically and or physically can be a struggle. I know how hard I am on myself and can only imagine that you're the same. The truth of the matter is, as much as I want to be active to be active and stay mentally healthy, I'm a human and I'm putting in a lot of work and fuck yeah, I want to see results. Who doesn't? The trick though is finding what's sustainable and setting your expectations. Perfect example. Cutting way down on carbs yields results, but is not lifetime sustainable. Doing keto or some other fad diet yields results, but is not lifetime sustainable. Counting every calorie and or macro with every meal seven days a week yields results, but is not lifetime sustainable. Of course, there are exceptions to all these given the circumstances and any health-related issues. It sounds so simple when you break it down like that, but actually believing all that and accepting it and living it is a different beast. It's my full belief that we're all fucked up over food and exercise and body image. We can't help it. We come by it honestly because of society and media. We can only control so much of what's being obviously and subliminally served to us every day. But what we can control is our own relationship with our bodies and health. If you can't tell, I've been doing a lot of reflecting on this lately. I don't know if it's because I moved away from Megmo training or I turned 34 or what, but my relationship with my body has been heavy on my mind the past few months. A few years ago, I saw some online trolls write something about me along the lines of, you would think she'd look a lot better with how often she posts about working out and stuff. And that has haunted me ever since. That ugly, shitty thought takes up way more space in my brain than it should, and it's because I've thought that about myself too many times to count, and seeing someone else write it out on the internet shook me. 
and angered me and made me really sad. I posted a picture with the following caption on Instagram last Friday. I'm done. I'm done wishing I was taller so my weight gain distributed more evenly. I'm done getting frustrated when I don't see a noticeable and instantaneous difference from my consistent efforts to be active and eat balanced. I'm done hating my midsection and wishing it wasn't my problem area. I'm done letting candid pictures or video trigger me and make me question why I even bother. I'm done fighting so hard against my body's natural shape. I'm done with body dysmorphia. I'm done not celebrating my body and thanking her for what she does. I'm done. And I really, truly meant it. I'm so over beating myself up over things that I literally can't control when it comes to my natural body shape. But more than all this, I'm fucking done living in a fantasy world I created with unrealistic expectations. Yes, I work out three to four days a week and do cardio three days a week. Yes, I attempt to make the healthier choice when it comes to food. Yes, I obviously think all this means I should have a 12 pack by now. But that's insane because I'm living my life in between all the exercise and fruit cups over fries, which happens so rarely but feels Nobel Peace Prize worthy whenever it does. I need a sweet treat most nights. I have a large appetite and almost always have a serving size and a half of what I cook. Pizza is God. Good wine and great cocktails are a joy. My life isn't dedicated to having a certain body fat percentage or fitting into a certain size or making sure every single thing I do and eat throughout the day checks a box. And that's okay. It just means my progress will be slower, way slower. And this is something I've just now realized today. I started the power program via the sweat app in June and took full body pictures that day. Today I woke up and thought it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to recreate the same shots to see what progress had been made. But I was terrified to see nothing, no changes because of everything I just said. Because I'm still enjoying my life and eating and drinking the things without counting calories or keeping an obsessively close watch on it all, I expected to see nothing. I didn't want to take them, but I did and was pleasantly surprised. The progress isn't drastic. It's steady progress that has been developing subtly as I continue to move my body almost daily and eat chips and queso whenever the fuck I feel like it. It's progress that shows I work hard to maintain a lifetime sustainable lifestyle full of lifting heavy shit, building up my running stamina, eating fries and chicken fingers, and drinking spicy marks. You know what I'm saying? Like I said earlier, I would love to subscribe to the idea of exercising to maintain where I am, but if I'm being honest with myself, that's not my goal. I always want to be stronger, more in shape, more toned, etc. I absolutely want to see results and progress and all that jazz, but I'm not willing to be miserable about it and fuel my hangups with food and eating by making unrealistic, unsustainable shifts. So I will keep crushing it while crushing bags of chips. And if it takes me years to see more progress, then so be it. I've got time. Woo. Okay. So what do we think? That was fun for me anyway. I don't know how you feel about it. Maybe it was too theatrical. I don't know, guys. It was just an idea that I had and I wanted to go for it. And really mainly, I just wanted an excuse to get back on the microphone and talk things out. So thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And please, please, please send me a DM, send me an email, send me your feedback, as long as it's like relatively nice feedback, 
So I know if this is something that we're excited about that I should keep coming up with ideas for or maybe just retire the podcast altogether. I know that's like super self-deprecating, but that's how I roll. Thank you guys again so much for listening. And I might talk to you next week. We'll see.